The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Well, welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show again, and uh, I'm glad to say we're going to be joined, as we always are, by our producer, Darren Ball, who's behind the controls as we speak and preparing to play our weekly extract from the Nine Freedoms, that great knowledge, the greatest of all teaching, I believe, in these days of its kind, uh, ever given. Um, And it's the uh, transmissions are delivered by... Mars Sector 6, a great lord, through the mediumship of Dr. George King, of course. And I must say, doing this show, and I I know I've talked to Darren about this, and he feels the same way, it's been an absolute education. It's been an enlightening process, I must say, for me. I hope it has been for you as a listener. It certainly has been for me. I've really started to see aspects of this teaching and i've read the book the nine freedoms well over a hundred times before i started on this show uh have come to light great depth uh, massive revelations momentous world transforming re- revelations all the way through to just very very helpful tips advice and so on and today we're going to look again at the fourth freedom. We're going to look at six ways to cultivate enlightenment. Originally, I was going to do that in one show, but uh, that wasn't a good idea because it turns out, as you always find, and there's something Dr. King himself said, you only need to take one sentence of a great teaching and you've got, you could talk for hours. Don't worry, this is a 15 minute show, but you could bring so many revelations from it. So last year, we, we did cover the fourth freedom enlightenment in considerable depth. And in it, Mars Sector 6 spells out for us exactly what we need to do to become enlightened. No ifs or buts. You can make that predetermined decision. And if you do, and you put enough energy behind the procedures that are required, you will gain enlightenment. It may not happen in this life, but it could. It's going to happen in one life. We can't keep saying it won't happen in this life because in one life it will. And he tells us what we can do providing we expend this energy. And in the past, mystery schools would identify which students have the capacity or even the destiny to find this. But now times have changed. The opportunities are far greater and the doors of the mystery schools have been opened. And I would actually say Greater teachings, even, than were in those mystery schools are now available to us through the 12 blessings and through the nine freedoms, just to name two. And we have many ways also to radiate power and to radiate energy. And so enlightenment is something, Mars Sector 6 tells us, we can all attain if we follow these set procedures. And we outlined those procedures last year in two shows. One was about the physical and mental steps to enlightenment, 
and the other was about the psychic and intuitive steps. But after he delivered these, in great balance, and I would say compassion, Mars Sector 6 tells us how we can cultivate this enlightenment that we're working towards. And he gives us ways to tend it. These aren't the actual steps, but they're ways to tend the flower, if you like, in the Garden of Enlightenment. So I'm going to ask Darren now to play you this extract from the fourth freedom delivered by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. George King. The freedom enlightenment is the fruit of which can be cultivated in the spiritual garden of terrestrial man if he tends it with sufficient a care, sufficient kindness, sufficient patience, sufficient tolerance. If he tends it with intelligence, if he tends it by manipulating his karmic pattern through the right service, this will grow, will blossom, and will bear all fruits. So there are six keys given to us there. And we're going to cover the first two this week, sufficient care and sufficient kindness. And the word is sufficient. It's not unlimited. That's a very interesting word. Uh, he's not saying you should have unlimited care, unlimited kindness, enough. I think one could have too much of these things and it could slow one down and it could even dissipate the state. But sufficient care, sufficient kindness, sufficient patience, sufficient tolerance, that's essential. And of course, sufficient care sounds obvious, but how often have you had a wonderful experience and then allowed it to slip through your fingers? And one way you can do that is by talking too much about it to the wrong people. And it depends how strong you are in your faith and in your belief, uh, but you can dissipate it and you can even lose some of the essence of it and if you're not strong the doubts and the fear of others can tarnish your genuine state of spiritual being maybe that you had in that experience in one way or another now sometimes we have to do that those of us who teach those of us who appear in the media those of us who go to forums sometimes we have to debate and it's not ideal for us as individuals actually but it is more important because we can serve others uh, by doing so and give forth the various teachings. But just remember that it's only one aspect of sufficient care. Uh, I would advise you against sharing too widely your personal spiritual experiences with people who, maybe without even realizing it, might tarnish them. And they might be close family or friends, 
and you love them, but it doesn't mean they're going to understand or appreciate yet the growing state of enlightenment which is coming about within you. Sufficient care. And the other one we're going to cover this week, sufficient kindness. And I think that means kindness to yourself as well as to others. Uh, this might surprise you because the aim of enlightenment is actually to transmute the lower self. But sometimes you even need to treat that with a certain kindness, rather as you might a lost soul, rather than with severity. And you've, we've seen that in certain paths, uh, uh, really uh, hammering themselves with great penance and guilt and so on, uh, as though they were attacking an enemy Sometimes kindness, sufficient kindness, uh, can help. Not too much, but sufficient kindness. We need to be kind to others, of course, as we develop our uh, enlightenment. And I think we can see many examples in history of, uh, of perhaps geniuses in the arts, or several, who were not kind in their private lives. Uh, genius being a step on the way to adeptship. It's below adeptship. And an adept is a genius at many things. But even some highly inspired great people have not shown kindness. Perhaps their whole focus uh, has prevented that. And we have to make sure we don't get detuned from our main purpose. But it'll help us to temper, to control in a very balanced way this flow of inspiration that's going within, on within us as we're treading the path towards enlightenment although we might feel we're a long way from being enlightened we have to start somewhere and we can do it now by showing care and kindness to others and towards ourselves without and this is the absolute key without slowing down or in any way impeding our spiritually directed work um, you know you there is an old saying you have to be cruel to be kind and occasionally that also could be true so it's uh, it's about the amount sufficient kindness that's the key that we're given here the inspiration the mission of service if you like comes first but it needs to be tended as mars sector six advises with care and will and with kindness and then we'll surely be on the road to enlightenment darren yeah, thanks, Richard. Yeah, another great example today, as you say, of how much there is to unpack from just a few lines in the text. We haven't even made it halfway through that paragraph there. And no. I think, yes. uh, when we start to realize, you know, how deliberate Mars Sector 6 has been deliberate in his choice of words, you know, you highlighted sufficient there. I think that's a really good point to take away is that it causes us to pay much closer attention, I think, to each word that he uses, you know, for that reason. Absolutely. Uh, so for listeners tuning in for the first time, you can find out more about the nine freedoms, uh, what they are and how they were given at ethereus.org. That's A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. Uh, thank you to everyone, of course, for writing in with your questions and sharing your experiences, including your own moments of truth. And do keep them coming in so that I can share them here on air. Uh, you can reach us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk um, with those questions, comments, and experiences. So this week, uh, Richard, we have a question that ties back to a, rich, a recent show we did on uh, dispensing fear with right knowledge. And specifically, um, mm. we were talking, I think, at that point about knowledge, reincarnation, and, and life after death, and you right. know, how, might, how that might change our perspective and even the way that we might live our lives. Indeed. So this person says, you know, I truly agree with what you've said about reincarnation. I lost my dad about eight years ago, and I often dream about him. Although he was quite old when he died, any time I see him, he looks quite young. Mm -hmm. And he told me there's life after this world. 
So I wanted to ask, why is it that we all come back to this realm? Right. Well, first of all, may I say that there are a number of people who've had dreams, some very convincing dreams, uh, in which they're meeting a loved one because they're not dreams at all, not dreams as we understand them. They they can be out-of-body experiences that you aren't consciously controlling, but you're going to a place uh, it's happened to me many times, as well as conscious uh, experiences, many times in so-called dreams, and to hundreds, thousands, probably millions of others too. So it does sound to me like this questioner did indeed meet their father in what they thought mm. was a dream, but it wasn't really a dream. And uh, yes, of course, on the other realms, which is where he would be now, you can uh, revert to much younger body, Sometimes a body, much as you might have looked in your 40s or 50s, it all depends. Um, and why do we need to come back to this realm is the key question. Why do we then need to reincarnate, having waited on the other realms for a period of time? And the reason for that is on this realm, everyone's mixed together. On the other realms, you're with people of like evolution. Uh, you're, you're with people of like mind, you might say. Um, if you have a, a good mind and you're a decent person, that's good news. Uh, but here, you, you've got, uh, in the same century, Gandhi and Hitler. You know, everybody and, and lots, everything in between. Uh, and so you can gain certain types of experience on this realm that you cannot gain anywhere else, and they're essential experiences. And also, you will come back, possibly of a different sex, in all likelihood of a different race, um, because we have to gain all kind. You know, one thing that would disappear if people understood reincarnation is racism. Don't you think, Darren? Because it's nonsense. Oh, yeah. uh, because we've all been all races, uh, and it's it's the most absurd thing there is. I think any kind of ism it must be because it's they're all based on our ignorance of oneness and understanding that we are connected to each other and have and have been. You know, anyone who we may be treating poorly in this life or you know have negative perspectives about in this life i think when we as you say when we start to realize not only our oneness but our relatedness to all things and the fact that we have been all you know all these different um people ourselves it's it's a completely life-changing perspective and i think the master said you know war would seem nonsensical um any anything you might do not to not even to serve another would also be nonsensical couldn't agree more and that brings us to the close of our show and to remember the great quote, the motto, if you like, service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. 